to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Andres Medina. I'm delighted to have Adriel and Adrian. Welcome to the Exploring Art Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the following topics covered in Chapter 5, the Gent Altarpiece, what the Berlin Museum is, and how forms of art relate to and integrate religion into their meaning. For the first topic, we will be covering what the Berlin Museum is. The Berlin Museum is a collection of several world renowned museums located in Berlin, Germany. These museums have housed an extensive collection of artifacts and artworks from various periods of human history and cultures from all over the world. The Berlin Museum includes some of the most famous museums such as the Pergamon Museum, the Alte Nationale, the Bode Museum, and the Neues Museum. The Pergamon Museum is home to sort of to some of the most significant ancient artifacts such as the Pergamon Altar, the Ishtar Gate and the Market Gate of Miletus. The Alte National Gallery features an extensive collection of 19, 19th century European paintings, while the Bode Museum has a vast collection of sculptures and Byzantine art. The Neuse Museum showcases Egyptian and prehistoric artifacts, including the famous bust of Queen Neferidi. The Berlin Museum offers visitors an opportunity to explore human history and culture through art and some artifacts. The ancient world to modern art, the museum has something for everyone. Visitors can see firsthand the evolution of art and human civilization from the earliest civilizations to modern day art. Overall, the Berlin Museum is an essential destination for anyone interested in history, art, or culture. With its vast collection of artifacts and art from all over the world, it offers visitors a unique opportunity to experience richness and diversity of human civilization. Now, Adriel will be producing her research into her topic. Okay, for today's case study, it says that in the late 19th century, the Berlin Museum, which they own part of the paintings belonging to the gang altarpiece, separated the paintings fronts of these panels from their backs, which are also painted by sawing them apart. This harsh measure was intended to facilitate, facilitate the exhibition of the panels and the inspection by an art-loving public, but it's also served to obscure the fact that the panels were created as a celestial objects for display in a church and stretch their characters simply as art. Basically, the Gang altarpiece is an altarpiece that was made in Belgium in the city of Gang and was painted by John van Eyck and Hubert van Eyck. Um, for the question of today is, is there something wrong with the display of religious objects as art? In my opinion, I feel like there is no nothing wrong to explain religious objects as art, but I feel like the Berlin Museum, well, Germany, um, basically did it the wrong way. They took um this art, this historical art piece, in, piece, um, for reparations after World War One, and they put it in their museum and made it seem like it's a part of their history. I believe that they should give more credit to Belgium and to the artists who made it because it's basically their piece of artwork. That's It's their history. The next question is, did the Berlin Museum mistreat the Gant altarpiece by facilitating its public display or show religious art by be displayed like other works of art? But yeah, like I said, I believe that it's okay to show religious art piece. I feel like they just did it in the wrong way and they should give more credit to the artists and the country. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, I agree. Uh, I think it should be uh, given back. Uh, I think it should be 
shown like regular art, um, even though it might be debatable in some cases in terms of religion for some people. But I do think um, I do think you can work with like showing the art in a way that every other kind of art is shown. Yeah. And in a religious case, I'm sorry, I was going to say in a religious case, I think that in its natural like state, it is to be shown off, you know, like art in general, like churches show off art, like in terms of like this, you know, the Sistine Chapel, that's like, I think more praised as an art piece than as a religious one. And I think that's something that puts religion in a different perspective and can reach other people that maybe aren't religious, but can take a message away from the art itself. Yeah, I agree. I feel like people are scared or like fear that like this is like a religious art piece. So they feel like it's like a like a very holy like piece of art. So you can't really touch it. But I feel like it's art, like art's supposed to be shown to the public. Yeah, I think I think by displaying it, like they're still doing their due diligence, especially since like I feel like as an artist, even if you made it with religious intent, you still intended for it to be seen. And I feel like it can be seen more by more people if it's put in the setting that people aren't just viewing it in like a religious like view. It also has a piece of history. It's just, it comes from a, from a date, from, from an era where things were different. And you can see that there's a painting, um, what people believed, how the, how the painting was made. You could just tell by it's the techniques and the, just the way it was made and the, the symbolism within the painting. Um, it really, it really reflects that that era where the the painter was in his mind space when he was making that painting. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also want to talk about the composition of the art piece. So, um, it's a really big art piece. It's like a lot of factors. I feel like with all, like it's it has a lot to do with scaling because like the people in the in the art piece are like very big compared to like the background and it also looks kind of symmetrical to me but it's not symmetrical because it's like it's not like exactly the same on each side but it's very similar but yeah that's all I have to say I like how it's uh how the piece is balanced how um the middle uh, they have the and one structure in the middle that shows everybody together and then to the sides it tells a story differently in each frame um like the one on the yeah, on the horse and um if you work your way up you see the the saints and the, the martyrs as well as the one playing the harp um it, it just tells a story within within the painting that you get that was really like conveyed well by the artist um it just yeah. has a lot of symbolism like i said previously Yeah, and it all makes sense. Like every panel, like it blends in together very well. It flows well together. Yeah, and it, it still remains an art, like a masterpiece. Like even in today's day, it's still considered like a really good piece of art. Just because even though our we've evolved, it still it hasn't aged in terms of it's about like its value has only grown more just because it's just more unique, especially with it with its uh, unique story. And it's backstory with Belgium. I also wanted to talk about what an altarpiece is, as that was another subject that was covered throughout the chapter. Um, there was a lot of information and history based on it. Um, so just to reiterate, an altarpiece, also known as, 
A radios is a decorative panel or structure found behind the altar in Christian churches. It serves as a focal point for religious services, often featuring religious figures or scenes. Altarpieces have been an essential part of Christian art for centuries, dating back even to the Middle Early Ages. Altarpieces typically depict religious themes or figures such as the crucifixion, the nativity, or the last judgment. These scenes are often arranged in hierarchical faction or fashion, with the most significant figure or event being placed at the center of the piece. Surrounding figures may be arranged in tiers, with the most important figures located in the uppermost tier. The materials used in the creation of altarpieces can vary widely as well. Many early altarpieces were painted on wooden panels, while others were created using stone or metal. And some more elaborate altarpieces were constructed using multiple materials, such as carved wood and gilt bronze. Altarpieces have played an important role in the history of Christian art. They serve not only as decorative elements in religious spaces, but also as teaching aids for the illiterate masses. Religious figures and scenes depicted in altarpieces provided a visual representation of Christian doctrine and served as a reminder of the teachings of the church. One of the most famous examples of an altarpiece is the Ghent altarpiece, created by the Van Eyck brothers in the early 15th century. This massive work features 12 panels, six of which can be opened and closed, depicting scenes from the life of Christ and the Virgin Mary. The Ghent altarpiece is considered one of the most important works of early Northern, Northern Renaissance art. In conclusion, an altarpiece is a decorative panel or structure found behind the altar in Christian churches. They serve as a focal point for religious services, often featuring religious figures or scenes. Altarpieces can come in a variety of forms and materials, ranging from simple painted panels to elaborate structural structures. They have played an important role in the history of Christian art, serving not only as decorative elements, but also as teaching aids for the faithful. The Ghent altarpiece is not only remarkable for its artistic quality, but also for its technical innovations. The Van Eyck brothers developed a new technique of oil painting, which allowed for great, greater depth and realism in their paintings. They also pioneered the use of glazes, glazes and uh, varnishes to create a luminous effect and experimented with the use of mirrors to achieve a greater sense of perspective. Despite its importance and popularity, the Ghent altarpiece has had a turbulent history. It has stolen, it has been stolen, smuggled out of the Ghent several times and over the centuries, and it was also severely damaged during the French Revolution. However, thanks to the effort of dedicated restorers, the altarpiece has been restored to its former glory and can now be seen in the St. Babo Cathedral in Ghent. So it's back to back to where it belongs. And speaking on the subject of the Ghent altarpiece. Uh, I wrote a short piece about where the Ghent altarpiece was made and where it sits today. So the Ghent altarpiece is a masterpiece of the 15th century art created by the brothers Hubert and Jan van Eyck for the St. Bravo uh, Cathedral in Ghent, Belgium. The altarpiece is known as the Adoration of the Mystic Lamb, and it is considered one of the most important works of the early Northern Renaissance. The Ghent altarpiece was completed in 1432 and was intended to be displayed on the chapel of a wealthy merchant Jodicus Vision. The work consists of 12 panels, six of which can be opened and closed. And as I said before, it does depict scenes of the life of Christ and the Virgin Mary. Uh, the panels were arranged in two tiers, the central panel depicting the adoration of the mystic lamb, a reference to the sacrificial lamb of the Old Testament. The Ghent altarpiece has had a tumultuous history with the panels being stolen and damaged multiple times throughout the centuries during World War II. And the altarpiece was stolen by the Nazis and hidden in a salt mine in Austria. When it was recovered by the Allies, 
it was returned to Belgium, where it was restored and put on display in the Cathedral of St. Bavo. Today, the Ghent altarpiece can be found in the St. Bavo Cathedral in Ghent, Belgium. The cathedral is one of the city's most important landmarks dating back to the 10th century. It is a stunning example of Gothic architecture with towering spires and intricate stained glass windows. Visitors to the cathedral can view the Ghent altarpiece in its restored glory. The panels are carefully arranged in a climate-controlled chamber, allowing visitors to appreciate the intricate details of the work up close. The central panel depicting the adoration of the mystic lamb is particularly striking with its vibrant colors and intricate composition. In addition to the Ghent altarpiece, the Cathedral of St. Bavo contains numerous other works of art and architectural features. Visitors can admire the cathedral's stunning stained glass windows as well as its intricate stone carvings and vaulted ceilings. In conclusion, the Ghent altarpiece can be found in the St. Bavo Cathedral in Ghent, Belgium. The magnificent work of art is considered one of the most important examples of the early Northern Renaissance art and is a testament to the skill and craftsmanship of the Van Eyck brothers. Visitors to the cathedral can view the altarpiece in its restored glory as well as appreciate the other works of art and architectural features that make this cathedral one of Belgium's most significant cultural treasures. Um, to bring back the question that Adriel uh, brought up, um, the question is, there's something wrong with the display of religious objects as art. Um, I do think there's one argument against the display of religious objects as art, and that is that it can be seen as uh, disrespectful or sacrilegious to the religious beliefs and practices associated with those objects. Uh, for some people, religious objects are more than just art. They are sacred symbols of their faith and should be treated, and some of them believe that it should be treated with reverence and respect. Um, displaying these objects in a uh, secular context, for example, such as a museum or art gallery may be seen as uh, trivializing or commodifying, um, which will like affects their spiritual beliefs, um, their sp the spiritual significance of the art piece. So that's why some people are against um, having religious art in a public display like that, like in a museum or an art I gallery. Get, sorry, I get their point of view, like they believe it's sacred, but it's like, I, I feel like it's just, uh, I guess it's just a painting, like anyone could have like made it. I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's just art, like it's a painting. It doesn't exactly. like weird for me. Yeah. Like, I'm religious. So like, I don't really, I don't really like praise like paintings. I praise God. Of course. Yeah. That's what it says here. Um, as a, according to my, to some of my research, it says that one, one argument that is that art has the power to transcend religious and cultural boundaries allowing people of different backgrounds to appreciate and learn from uh, from each other. So it helps them learn from each other. It should be used from an educational standpoint. That's what religious religion sometimes is about. It's about connecting with others and spreading out um, what you what you believe in and helping out others. Um, so well, to that to, to that, I would say the museums are a space of like free exchange. You know, that's where ideas are shared. Exactly. And I think that's where like there's a celebration of diversity and by displaying religious art, you know, with other works of art, museums uh, can create like an environment where people can engage and understand different cultures and perspectives. And overall, I think you can pr uh, promote greater understanding and tolerance between, you know, different religious groups, different just like uh, demographic groups in general. And it would ultimately contribute to more a more peaceful and harmonious society, I think, overall. Yeah, like when I believe that like some people might see it as disrespectful, sure, but um, I think sometimes it's culturally appropriate appropriate 
um, for example, like a, a museum in France to, to like show one of their French painters from back in the 15th century of how they wanted to convey their their view of religion. And I think it's fair for like that country to go ahead and like show that display of art to maybe connect to people from nowadays who are interested like um, in art and just the religious background that the painting has in general. And um, most of the time when people go into a museum, they walk in with an open mind, but they also walk in with a respectful aspect that like they look at art and they make sure like to remember like this, this is religion. This is like, this is, you have to like maintain respect for yeah. the art. Yeah. Yeah, it is important to be respectful. And, but I just believe you should always like show art, art pieces because it's like historical and we learn so much from it. Um, I, yeah, I, I would I, argue that. Oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I would argue that museums also have like a higher capability than religious groups and like uh, organizations to like preserve art in general as they like deal with like preservation of like pieces all the time. So I feel like in the long run, there's also a benefit to just like having it in a museum versus having it in say like a church or a religious ground as in most cases museums do have like a higher um expertise when it comes to keeping art preserved for longer periods of time so i think like in the long run historically like it's proven that museums are of higher quality than you know religious uh, groups when it comes to preserving art yeah and most of the time religious objects can be appreciated from their just for their aesthetic their historical value their like regardless of its re just religious significance, like has more than just uh, just that. It's, like these objects often have like um, really good craftsmanship from the painter, and um, just studying these paintings just they they give you a better insight on on just the religion the religion itself as well, and the the techniques in which were used to like make the painting like the way it is. Yeah, I, I would also argue that museums are a neutral ground when it comes to like people appreciating, you know, religion and art in general. Yeah. Uh, I think there's like a lot of like controversial topics in like art, not only today, but like in the past, there's been like art on, you know, during the Renaissance, there was art on like the devil and things like that, that people didn't want to see. And I feel like now, I mean, it's it's more like neutral when it comes to like the history behind it and people can appreciate it without, you know, by looking past what the subject is. So I think it's the same for religion, even though my example was religious, but I think it was, it's the same for religion where like people can look past the religion itself, you know, people that don't really want to appreciate the religion and they can look past that and they can and just see like, the art for what it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And just appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Where I do understand that some people um, could get offended in is when um, these paintings go up for auction, for example, when they go up in value and you see these millionaires or billionaires come up and they buy this religious piece of art. Um, and some of them aren't even religious. They just know that it's going to go up in value in five to 10 years. And that's why they're investing in it. And it's considered more of an investment than it is a form of education or a form of just. So know. if someone, if someone bought a religious painting for it's, it's aesthetic value, would you say that that's morally incorrect? Or would you say that that, I mean, maybe it was just for like the person's appreciation of the art, but would that be wrong if they didn't buy it for religious intent? I mean, if they have religious intent, like let's say a church um, is buying it 
or someone that's ahead of a church or someone who's a well-known with religion I, I i don't think it should be it's not morally correct but i do think it does like counter some of the people like some of the people who disagree with art being shown in the public it, it would counter that just because if you don't want art being shown in the public but you're selling it for 2.5 million dollars for example so it's like the motive is different yeah right yeah I, I would agree with the fact that like that like people like individuals like or private organizations like buying it for their own like value rather than like a like a museum buying it so that it can display it would be like morally incorrect i mean especially like with religious art because it has such like an impactful value for like a lot of other people but i mean to this day like stuff like that's religious and stuff that has value for like the public and uh, more than just one person would you know appreciate still gets sold like at auction especially like like uh, modern works of art that people like individually appreciate and that isn't widely viewed by the public but you know, that's a different conversation entirely yeah i agree i believe it also has a lot to do with like the museum's ethical values like if they don't care enough to preserve it and show it to the public or if they don't care to just sell it to these millionaires and billionaires who just want to use it to get more money yeah i would agree like buying art just to make a profit off of it in general i w I wouldn't say it's like morally incorrect but i would say specifically for like religious art it would be just because i mean it's it's not the same as selling like modern art for example that like one person can have a you know perspective on it that no one else does i think religious art is very like generalized like it's interpreted by a large group of people as like one thing and one thing like alone whereas like modern art that's sold for like millions of dollars dollars is like in the eye of like a specific beholder you know yeah i think there's there, there's a there's a line there's a barrier where it's a, a regular art made by a, a local artist for example who's a well-known artist and he they say he sells his painting for a million dollars that's just a form of like an economy that like he's just working that that's his job he's he's an artist he's making money um out of his work of art and people appreciate that and they pay him for it but when it comes to to a piece of history or a piece of um, a religious artifact, for example, or like a, obviously a painting um, that has a lot of value in in terms of religion, that that I believe should be should be in like a different conversation. Like that's where I get I get what you're saying. And that's gonna have to do it for our podcast. Thank you for joining us so much today, uh, Adriel and Adrian. I appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all for listening. Please join us soon. And remember to stay curious. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.